Uh, moving right, al right along, uh, we have a real privilege for our lunch speaker today. Now, I, I have to say, I, and I'm sure that the minister will understand this uh, and not take any offense, but Estonia is not usually a major subject of discussion in the United States. Not at all. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't usually burst out of our, our newspapers. Uh, but not too long ago, it, it did. Uh, because Paul Krugman, who used to be an economist, uh, <laughs> took major offense at the entire uh, idea of uh, what has been going on in Estonia, uh, since it seemed to contradict his uh, idea that uh, any sort of reductions in the welfare state uh, was going to result in the uh, end of a, a country's economy and uh, uh, plunging everyone into uh, into despair and uh, recession. Uh, when that didn't occur in Estonia, uh, he took great offense, uh, and that has engendered some back and forth uh, between the uh, distinguished Mr. Krugman and uh, members of the Estonian government. Uh, we are very privileged to have one of those members of the Estonian government here today. Uh, Johan Parts is the uh, Minister of Economic Affairs and Communications uh, he actually started out in the Ministry of Justice and rose to prominence uh, as the Auditor General. Uh, he was a member of the Estonian Parliament from 2003, uh, in 2003 and then again 2005 to 2007. Uh, he was, from 2003 to 2005, the Prime Minister of Estonia. Uh, he currently has led the Ministry of Economic Affairs and Communications through the uh, sovereign debt crisis and the ongoing recovery. Uh, I can't think of anyone better to tell us what is actually happening in Estonia and what, uh, where uh, Mr. Krugman is right and wrong. So, pleasure. So, thank you very much, first of all, for Cato Institute to inviting me and giving me this, this uh, pleasure opportunity. It's a privilege to speak from this uh, scene and for this uh, wonderful audience. I, I understand you, you are looking for uh, lunch, but uh, I hope to be very brief and, uh, of course, I uh, will be more than happy to have some kind of dialogue, but, of course, the, they're always time-limited. I'm listening very carefully this uh, last panel, and it's really uh, interesting. I think it's giving a lot of uh, kind of theoretical background uh, what have Estonia done uh, so far uh, both uh, economical th theoretics from economic public uh, uh, polls uh, and also the last uh, Slovak colleague uh, comments uh, what means uh, the political leadership and how to be really re-elected, you know. And, and uh, I think uh, you can all find some kind of uh, evidence and some kind of uh, practice uh, in Estonian case. Uh, if to try to, uh, and, and I really hope that you know a little bit more about Estonia, because uh, of course, uh, if you look at Europe, uh, in once the Europe is very, I think from Washington, from US, it's, uh, it's just one Europe, but of course, uh, it's a lot, a lot of uh, differences. And, and uh, it's not just only South Europe and Eastern Europe, uh, how my Slovak colleague described, uh, we belong more to the Nordic Europe, which is a their own specialities, of course. We are still living in Europe, uh, where is uh, the post-Cold War uh, differences. Uh, and and uh, sometimes it have very 
significant differences. Of course, the cultural backgrounds are very different, uh, and this whole have had some kind of impact also how the different uh, countries have, uh, have uh, managed uh, through this crisis. And actually, the crisis is not still over, but, but uh, from Estonia, it's, it looks like it's over. Uh, if uh, I remember it was 2008, actually, I think November or December, when we sit in the cabinet and we look uh, uh, actually uh, what, uh, what is the revenues. Uh, the real revenues on the government budget after the um, Lehman Brothers in September. So, and it was really something which uh, wake up. It uh, so far, starting from 2000, uh, end of 2007, we we trying to deal with the internal bubble, which was very uh, uh, also, also create some kind of uh, unstructural problems and and and. Uh, imbalances, uh, and there are some other re reasons. But anyway, in 2008, we will really see that now we have to do, we have to react something very quickly. We have to uh, uh, choose a, a strategy. If we are doing not that, uh, the government, uh, the, the different uh, political parties, uh, then, of course, uh, we will be, be never re-elected. You know? and, and, uh, uh, what was the Estonian strategy? And, and uh, if, if the last panel uh, title was that is the austerity is the answer, of course, uh, I am as a, a practical uh, politician and, and responsible for these uh, areas. Of course, uh, it is too simplified question. Certainly, austerity or all kind of austerity is not the answer for any questions. If to simplify the, the sophisticated the strategy for uh, what Estonian government uh, took in 2008 was, I think, the three elements which you have well balanced. Certainly, it is austerity or, or cuts, budget cuts. Stimulus. It's not that you, you, you don't work with the word stimulus. The question is what kind of stimulus you are, uh, uh, you are uh, supporting. Not the stimulus for the short-term consumption, but, but certainly the stimulus which... Uh, can uh, support uh, the increasing the competitiveness. And certainly, you, uh, you, you, you should uh, uh, use, uh, uh, implement uh, certain reforms uh, which create long-term competitiveness. I think the austerity, stimulus, reform, you know. You have to balance the, your strategy using uh, these three basic pillows. So what is... Uh, uh, of course, for the introduction, I have to mention that, uh, that the thinking was quite, uh, uh, the logic behind was very, very clear. We have to uh, restore the confidence for the public finances. If we do that, then uh, uh, we restore their uh, uh, confidence for, their, uh, for the markets, for the investors, for the businesses, both local and uh, foreign. And of course, uh, for uh, us, as a, as a small country, it's always uh, you have to think about uh, uh, what kind of tool are you in toolbox. And that one of these was certainly that, uh, that uh, okay, let's join the Eurozone, which is actually uh, was uh, before the, the, the very serious crisis, or, or as, as it is still now. And uh, the, the, the joining the Eurozone as a goal had, uh, uh, and as, a, as a, I think more the prop uh, not only as a practical uh, uh, 
target, but also as a, as a good propagandistic uh, uh, vehicle, you know. Both uh, to your people, because you have to mobilize the society, always in the, before the crisis, the, 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 the society or, or the, the big part of them have to have an ambitious uh, and uh, attractive goal. And certainly, uh, you have to have a, a tool which uh, have, a, have a very powerful message uh, to the investors, to the capital markets, and etc. And joining the Eurozone is the, in, in Estonian case was exactly that. What is the outcome? Of course, we have had a quick recovery. Certainly, our economy is in a better shape than before the crisis. Uh, our economy is much leaner now and significantly more capable of handling international shocks. Just figures. Also, GDP growth was 3.1% uh, in 2010 and 7.6% in 2011. And, and also, we are expecting for moderate uh, growth uh, 3% around uh, uh, this year and also the next uh, two, three years. Uh, but these are figures, but I think what is important, uh, what is uh, behind these figures, and uh, what is very positive that uh, labor productivity has grown in the last years uh, significantly, uh, yeah, especially in the public sectors, but uh, I, I must say also in the public sectors. Uh, export grew 22% in 2010 and 25% in two, 2011. And this is a result of the rapid increase of high-value added exports by our manufacturing sector, which has been also the main job creator. Uh, some structural changes which I think have a long, will, will have a long-term effect for Estonia is certainly that uh, uh, the crisis uh, also wake up the, 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 the seriously the business sector and the private sector. We really saw that uh, the, the serious increase of entrepreneurship, which is always a, uh, weak if we compare the Europe and America, uh, but we saw really that entrepreneurship uh, as such as booming, which is um, uh, 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 cultural quality. And the second, of course, uh, innovation. You know. Of course, if we look at Estonia's economy and where we are coming uh, last uh, uh, two decades, certainly uh, we are coming from the low-paid uh, jobs to the innovative economy. And I think for the last uh, five years have been very, uh, I will say, uh, revolutionary, maybe too uh, much, but certainly turnaround also that the innovation is coming more sense if we're looking where their economy uh, is growing and what, what will be the future. Estonia is, uh, is uh, now we are defining almost, uh, uh, if we look at the, the other uh, Central European and East European countries, uh, really coming from economies who have uh, more innovation-driven economy. Of course, we still have a gap with, uh, with uh, high uh, 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 high-tech economies like our neighbors, Finland, uh, Sweden, Germany, but especially during the last these uh, four or five years, uh, innovation is, is, is playing a sense. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, and this is a very, very important, I think, if we're looking at the long-term perspective of economy. Now about uh, Paul Krugman. Uh, 
Paul Krugerman has pointed out Estonia has not reached 2000 level in our, our current GDP, and I'm not really want to go to go or, or muddling with, with Krugman and uh, Krugman and our president. I think the uh, but but certainly uh, the just to compare 2000 level GDP to today's is, is is not very correct of several causes. Of course, because Estonia, as, as I earlier said, hit hard by the financial crisis in 2008-2009. Additionally, significant export markets disappeared and the domestic housing bubble deflated. And the, the GDP shrank by 3.7% uh, in 2008 and 14% by 2009. And uh, Estonia making, uh, was making it the third deepest recession in the European Union. Of course, this was a result of the fact that Estonia is a, is a very small, is a very open economy, and the ra rapid credit expansion had boosted domestic consumption. And the un unemployment rate reached almost 17% in 2010. However, there has been a rapid decline in unemployment to 12.5% 2011, and it's expected to fall uh, below 10% this year. It's important to understand that the low unemployment rate of the boom years, 2005, 2006, was extraordinary, and as the credit bubble created many unsustainable jobs in construction, retail, trade with low productivity. And it will take years to bring down this, the unemployment rate as there is mismatch between the demand and supply of workers with particular skills. Let's also keep in mind Estonia experienced some of the most spectacular GDP growth rates in Europe in the second half of the 90s and early years of the last decade. Uh, so, uh, we did not have any realistic alternatives to internal devaluation. For those who understand the context of Estonian economic policy making, it's clear that external devaluation of our currency was uh, not an option. Uh, Estonia has not pursued uh, independent monetary policy for the last 20 years. As we know, the, uh, the government instituted a currency board in 1992. Estonian kron was already fixed then with Deutsche Mark and uh, since the introduction of euro, uh, Estonian uh, kron was linked to the euro. And uh, we decided to delegate our monetary policy because small and open economy such as Estonia cannot have exchange rate stability, capital mobility, and independent monetary policy at the same time. Our goal has been to ensure the trust in our currency and be open to the international capital flows. The downside of the peg to the euro was inability to control inflation. The delegated monetary policy meant that instead of external devaluation by changing the exchange rate of the Estonian crown to the euro, the government kept the peg and opted for internal devaluation, resulting in cut of nominal wages. Because of the currency board arrangement, the devaluation was essentially not even an option. It would have needed a parliament decision, taking too long time to obtain. As wages went down, companies were forced to focus on increasing efficiency and to actually achieve the solid increase in productivity, as I mentioned earlier. The second, the fiscal expense was not optional either. Our aim is not to spend more than we are able to collect in taxes. 
And this uh, statement is a, is a very sustainable and long term in, in Estonian politics uh, starting from the 90s. A cornerstone of Estonian fiscal policy has been also a simple proportional corporate and personal income tax system. We introduced a proportional tax rate of 26% in 1992, and it has been constantly lowered over the past years. Since 1999, uh, we reinvested corporate profits are no longer subject to income tax. The main benefit of the reforms has been simplification of tax system and tax collections. The third point, we followed our principles of fiscal conservatism in responding to the crisis. Differently from many other uh, countries in Europe, we went through fiscal tightening during the crisis. The fiscal consolidation accounted cumulatively for 16% of GDP, which is a very serious number. We followed the earlier slide, showed in different European countries. For instance, alone in 2009, our fiscal tightening accounted for 9% of GDP. Two-thirds of fiscal consolidation measures were on the expenditure side, one-third on the revenue side. And there was different austerity measures uh, healthcare uh, operation expenditure, uh, farming subsidies, ban of local borrowing, etc. But what I want to say that, that uh, of course, it was not just the cuts of the budget, but um, uh, the strategy was also to improve uh, public sector efficiency. And you have always a lot of uh, uh, room to improve the efficiency, you know. You do not need just to cut the expenditures, but you can also uh, use uh, these times to improve efficiency. And this uh, was uh, in basically in all the sectors. Um, the other point, uh, if we're talking about uh, the uh, austerity measures in expenditure side, uh, was uh, uh, regarding the pensions. And I think this is really an uh, important element uh, uh, to... Uh, trying to answer the question why the Estonian uh, people uh, respected uh, uh, these kind of uh, policies, uh, which is not the case in the many other uh, European countries. And, and we really deciding uh, not to decrease the pensions. We limited uh, the increase in pensions, but uh, uh, showing the solidarity of the, uh, the big uh, part of the society, we increased the pensions e even uh, during the crisis time. Not too much as, as it was foreseen uh, in the good times, but, uh, but anyway, this was a, a, a very strong uh, uh, message uh, for over to the society. Uh, and also, uh, it was uh, a, a good uh, tool for short-term uh, uh, short um, stimulation uh, as a stimulation uh, tool. Uh, as I said, one-third of measures of fiscal tightening were on the revenue side. There was different uh, uh, collection of different taxes, but the basic uh, policy line was that, uh, uh, as, as always, uh, we have had more uh, um, uh, focused for uh, indirect taxes, uh, so we increased the in, in, indirect taxes, different tax sizes, uh, VAT from 80 to 20 percent, uh, uh, and uh, not too much to, uh, and we, we're trying to uh, not to increase their um, 
labor taxes and uh, company taxes, uh, which uh, I think was also uh, as important element to uh, uh, to uh, show our uh, business friendly and and, and trying to uh, increase, not to decrease our our general competitiveness. As a result of these measures, Estonia has remained a beacon of fiscal prudence, keeping the public sector debt level at around 7% of GDP, which is still the lowest in Europe and one of the lowest levels in the world. The overall public sector budget deficit was 1.7% 1, 1 of GDP in 2009, and against all odds we had surplus uh, 0.1% in 2010 and 1% uh, in 2011. Uh, fourth point, we did not need a bailout because throughout the boom years the government run constant budget surpluses and the build up em emergency reserves. I think th this is something very, very uh, uh, unique uh, uh, in, in Europe uh, because Estonia is not an oil rich country. We, we do not have oil at all. We have uh, some uh, oil shale, which is of course the future and the other, other, other topic. But uh, despite that, Estonian uh, governments, different governments for the past 20 years, uh, all of them have uh, uh, collected uh, the reserves, which the sizes uh, before the crisis hit was uh, more than 10% of the GDP, which was really unique among the European countries. And, and, and to have these kind of reserves is, uh, is, uh, is uh, the importance of this policy and the importance of the existence of these kind of reserves we understand really when, when crisis hit. This was really uh, a necessary uh, uh, money for uh, managing the liquidity, but also uh, some other uh, steps. And uh, certainly if, we, uh, uh, if we're looking at the future and, and some lessons and, and the recommendations, uh, uh, the, 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 the continuous and long-term uh, reserves policy for government funds is extremely important. I've, I think it's very difficult to implement. Of course, of, of course, the countries who have enormous deficit and enormous debts, but in Estonian case, well, I think this has been uh, very, uh, very uh, helpful uh, to manage the, through the crisis. Uh, and last but not least, our response uh, was not only limited to the fiscal consolidation, as I mentioned. We carried out uh, several reforms which have uh, short-term and long-term uh, effects. Of course, I think the core was uh, labor market reforms, uh, but we also boosted financial support by speeding up the use EU structural funds for different investments. Uh, we set up programs that help job seekers to increase the qualification, fund training programs. The labor market services have been made more accessible. Quality has been improved. Estonian government actually increased spending also in different company support measures, especially focusing on export companies. As it become more and more difficult even for competitive companies to find any access to financing, government stepped in and created a whole new set of financial measures to make it easier for companies to go forward with their investments. The total sums for re revitalization of the economy were actually at the OSCD average levels. So with maybe a little bit different focus, as, as I mentioned, instead of increasing short-term com consumption, we focused on maintaining the competitiveness of our companies. 
also including, or for example, by su supporting uh, investments in research and development. Uh, Perhaps these additional measures help to ex explain why we did not have any major strikes and why Estonian people were accepting the internal devaluation and fiscal consolidation. Obviously, there were many other factors at play, such ability of our people to find jobs in Finland and other European countries. Nevertheless, our people accepted the policies based on rational reasoning. And also for the political uh, side of the of the Greece's uh, management. Uh, uh, let me remind you that the most of the measures of fiscal consolidation for carry out uh, by uh, center-right minority government uh, consisting from two parties, liberal and, and conservative. I am representing the conservative party. And in the election of spring 2011, 2011, so just a year ago, both parties received a strong boost from the voters, which allowed us to form now a majority government. So therefore, I think also when uh, always um, we have, um, uh, in my understanding, uh, sometimes we have a misconception that uh, the, the authorities are unpopular or uh, people are not uh, respecting them and it is uh, impossible to be re-elected. In Estonian case, we show the, uh, the vice versa, the, the electorate really um, praise uh, for a strong leadership and uh, the, the strategy uh, to govern out from the reform. So the short term, maybe difficult decisions are, uh, can be politically popular, no unpopular. Let me sum up uh, the key lessons we can learn from the Estonian uh, experience. First, the role of decision makers is important, even all the odds seem to be against them. Certainly takes courage to follow the chosen path when international bankers, organizations, prominent economists were convinced that the, our decisions will lead to, the, to a disaster. Estonians' economic performance and ability to tackle the most challenging economic situation with radical economic policies in the diff difficult climates is a clear indication that fiscal conservatism and economic liberalism work well in any economic circumstances. Our experience suggests that the best way to respond to the current debt crisis in Europe is by pursuing conservative fiscal policy and carry out real economic reforms. Obviously, fiscal consolidation in the Eurozone can affect demand for Estonian exports as well and slow down our recovery in the short run. Nevertheless, this can be compensated by lowest interest rates and trust in the long run. Estonian experience makes it clear that the currency peg to the euro and joining the eurozone offers benefits as long as a country is willing to carry out structural reforms and keep the books balanced. This, of course, implies that government is willing and able to carry out necessary reforms. From our perspective, the common currency in Europe can work as long as eurozone members, countries carry out sufficient fiscal consolidation and structural reforms and stick to the principles to fiscal conservatism and economic liberalism. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, so we have time for uh, about two or three questions, depending on how long they are. So if anybody has any, once again, uh, you can wait for the microphones to come around to you and to identify yourself. So any, any questions for the minister? 
everybody's anxious to get to lunch. Oh, got one right here in front of me. Hi, my name is Eric. Thank you very much for the presentation. It's inspirational. Uh, the question would be, could you give us a, a bit more insight? I guess it's not a question, but could you give us a little bit more insights as to the process that you guys went through to convince your population that these measures were the correct measures when they were still back then um, up for grabs, if you will, and, and you had a lot of people doubting that they were the correct measures, and undoubtedly there was a risk, a political risk involved. I think uh, what, what we did really that, uh, first of all, you have to uh, tell truth immediately and quickly. Uh, what, is the, what is the situation? Uh, so, so tell truth is, is certainly the first, you know, not two kind of illusions and, uh, and all kind of uh, uh, other uh, wrong or, or uh, incorrect messages, the first. The second, I think... Uh, uh, in our case, uh, you have to uh, uh, have to have a um, uh, goal which united uh, the, the major part of the public. We 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 uh, define this goal as a, as a joining the eurozone, and of course, in these uh, terms, it's a very was very interesting. We saw different polls uh, by Pew uh, Research Institute. There was no mentioned in Estonia. Estonians are not very much, you know, Brussels friendly, but we are very much European minded. I think these two are different, and uh, and, and this is not just, you know, uh, uh, the European minded as a as a as a cultural phenomenon as to, to to get more money from rich Europeans, you know, but it's vice versa. I think it's kind of uh, of uh, of uh, cultural. Uh, the, the, the joining or returning back to your home civilization. You know. uh, so uh, the joining the Eurozone, despite the current situation in the Eurozone, was a very uh, kind of uniting goal as, as, as a major society. <coughs> this is the, and, and the third issue, I think, is, is, is maybe word of solidarity. We are talking about uh, austerity, budget cuts, and 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 and, and all these issues. Uh, uh, of course, uh, if you are uh, you want to make uh, some priorities, let's cut here. Let's not cut there. But I think in these uh, uh, situations, you have to uh, have be certain solidarity. Everybody have give little bit, you know. Then we all uh, win in the end of the day. And not to not to start to make you know that uh, that you have to uh, give more than the others. You know. So kind of solidarity, which is maybe not very typical for uh, right wing politicians, but I think the solidarity uh, helps a lot of us. You know. And of course, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I I am not a teacher for other uh, the South European uh, friends and partners, but 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 certainly uh, you need. Uh, uh, strong support am among the business community, am among the intellectuals, among the cultural people. You know, it's it's not just you know the poor business for prime minister and some ministers. You have to have a have a, have a, have a, have a strong supporters in the elite of the society. I don't like this word, but but anyway, starting from the pop singers, you know, if necessary. Well, no. All right, in that case, uh, thank you. So thank you very much. much.